Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Witness history at Roland Garros where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan, and we've got Taran here with us. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about the Netflix movie, Zack Snyder's directorial, Army of the Dead. So we're a bit late on this one. It came out last week, uh, but we just didn't have a chance to watch it last week. So, so here we are. And in other news, we're also in lockdown again. So here we are remotely podcasting. So I'm... In my house, Taran's in his house. We've got a Zoom call happening. So if there's any audio issues with this one, it's because of that. But we'll try our best to keep it keep it uh, as good quality as it usually is. All right, so Army of the Dead. I've had a week to sort of marinate on this. Like I've, uh, I've kind of thought about it because when I initially watched it, I was like, yeah, this is all right. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, and things start to sort of... Uh, fall apart a bit but we'll we'll get into that we'll get into our thoughts about that maybe i'll go through the background like i usually do and then we can jump into our our review so um obviously as i said right up top it's directed by zach snyder as we mentioned in last week's episode i don't think we'd ever thought that we would be reviewing two of his movies in in the space of basically a couple of months so zach snyder's justice league and then this the year of Zach is upon us. Yes, yes. And I don't know what yep. he's doing next, but there's that whole movement around bring the Snyderverse. Is it re- restore the Snyderverse? Snyderverse? Is, that the, is that the hashtag, restore the Snyderverse? Restore uh, the Snyderverse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's happening. So you don't know what's, uh, what's going to happen next. Because I, I never expected Zack Snyder's Justice League to come out, to be honest, and that happened. So anything's possible now. Back to this movie. So th- this movie is written by Zack Snyder. So he did the story. He he's got a lot of caps on this one actually. So he did the he wrote the story. He wrote the screenplay, and then he also did the. He was also the director of photography. So he was also the cinematographer. Yeah, he was. He did everything. Yeah, he did. He did a bit of everything. This one is distributed by Netflix. So it did actually come out in cinemas for one week in in the. US, but here for us it was just a direct to Netflix release. In terms of the the star cast, so it's it's headlined by Dave Bautista, 
he's probably the most famous actor in it. But it's got a whole bunch of other actors as well that you're probably familiar from other stuff that you've seen at some stage. Did you? Have, do you know anyone else in this? There's Tig Nataro. Some people know her. She does like comedy. Yeah, she's yeah. the helicopter driver. Yeah, and there's a well, um, there's an interesting piece of trivia about her in this movie, which we'll, uh, we can get into later. But yeah. basically, she wasn't originally cast for that role. And there was another person that they filmed all the shots with, and then they digitally put her into the movie in post. So apart, apart from Dave Batista, the other person I knew was Hiroyuki Sanada, who we saw as uh, Sub Zero a couple of weeks ago. You mean he was he was uh, Scorpion, not Sub Zero? Yeah, Scorpion. Sorry, not Sub Zero. Yeah, Scorpion, and he's in other stuff too. Uh, apart from that, I didn't really know too like they looked familiar, but I don't really know many of the other actors in terms of runtime so this is one thing that i didn't particularly like it's 148 minutes so it's definitely on the long side in terms of budget how much do you think this one costs in terms of budget you ask me this every time and frankly i don't know and how i many, don't care how many <laughs> every <bitcoins>? time <laughs> two, two bitcoins <laughs> in 2000 2020 no no that's too much 2000 and 37. Two Bitcoins in 2037. Because Quiet Place Part 2, that was uh, two Bitcoins in 2050, I think it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> But you don't know when the dips and the rises are going to come, so it could be anything. This one costs 70 to 90 million. And that's, I think the movie probably looks better than what it cost, I guess. Like, it does look pretty good. Uh, there, there's a mixture of practical and visual like, CGI effects, so it looks, it looks all right. Box office wise, like I said, it had a very limited run, so it made about seven hundred eighty million, uh, seven hundred eighty thousand in that one week that it was running in cinemas in the US. So that this film was actually in development for quite some time. So in two thousand seven, that's when it was first announced. It was with Warner Brothers for quite some time, and then eventually in twenty nineteen, I think Netflix bought it, and then uh, Zack Snyder came on board as well in twenty nineteen. This is one of the two movies I think that's released in cinemas from netflix so the other one was the christmas chronicles 2 i didn't realize that that also released in the cinemas but uh, that had a limited release as well i guess we can jump into our thoughts on it. i've got a bit more information about the future of this franchise and what they're planning to do uh what they're trying to i think they're trying to make it into a franchise but we can talk about that after our thoughts on it so what were your oh, before we do that what what's the story of this one like what what's what's this one about it's not a sequel to Dawn of the Dead, which is Zack Snyder's first film. Yeah. So, firstly, it's not a sequel to that, but yeah, what, what's this one about? Basically, uh, a zombie movie. It's there's there's zombies in Las Vegas, and the city's walled off, and then they get hired by some guy to go into I think it's Las Tanaka Vegas. And, in this one, is it Tanaka? Yeah, they get yeah. Dave Bautista gets hired by him to go into the city and uh, take a bunch of money out of it. Out of and a he safe. makes a team out of a safe, yeah. So he makes a team to kind of go into the city of zombies and do the heist. And then Dave Batista has to put together a bit of a team. They all have their different skill sets, and then the rest of the movie is just about killing zombies. Positives and negatives-wise. So I'll start with the positives. I thought it had a decent mixture of humour and action. So the action was pretty good, and like I mentioned earlier, the the effects were good. So the zombies 
were a mixture of practical and CGI, particularly some of the, the some like key zombies, I guess. They, they were pretty good in terms of their practical effects. And I also liked, the like I said, the there's a bit of humor. So it's, again, it's a little bit, it's not like a super dark Zack Snyder movie. There's a little bit of fun to be had. But apart from that, not too much more in terms of the, I, I think there were some missed opportunities with this movie. And I'll, I'll get into that in my negatives. But did you have any other positives? Oh, Dave Batista was pretty good. That, that was another positive. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Look, I thought he was okay. He doesn't really do much, to be honest. Anyone could have done it. Yeah, it's any anyone could have done it. It could have been any... Could have been any big dude, yeah. Could have been Vin Diesel. Could have been The Rock. The Rock. Could have been anyone from Fast Cena. and Furious. Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> could have been anyone. Anyone that was a former, formerly a wrestler and then turned into an actor. Yeah, any of them. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, I guess he had the most, in terms of character development, or like just char- characters that you care about, I think he had the most uh, in terms of story. But everyone else, they're kind of just there. Uh, they don't really have much in terms of background. Negatives-wise, so I thought it's sort of what we were just mentioning. The characters, they had their quirks. Like each of the characters had like their speciality and they, they had like certain personality trait as well. But then... In the end, it was pretty inconsequential. Like, none of the characters actually do anything in the end. And that, this is not a spoiler. It's just they, they, they don't do anything with the with the characters. It kind of just ends and that's it. And then certain characters are given a certain amount of importance in this movie. Just minor characters to drive the plot forward. They, they seem to be very important. But you don't really have any emotional connection with them. And I think you know what I'm talking about, and we can get into more details in the spoilers, but the plot moves in certain ways because of certain characters, and those characters don't really seem that important that the plot has to go that way. I kind of liked it. I liked it initially when I watched it, but then um, afterwards I thought it was – it's still okay. It's probably worth a watch, but like you said, there's uh, there's many many plot holes and – once yes. you think about it, it's just it's just a bit stupid. There are quite a few plot holes when you when you start th- like it's it's fun enough when you're watching it. I, I think the other thing is it probably could have been more fun. I think the way they did it. Firstly, uh, the the other thing was like you like you mentioned in the story. The it is set in Vegas, Las Vegas, and that's a very unique city. And because they had that setting, I thought they would. And this is something I only realized afterwards but this could have been anywhere like it didn't have to be in vegas like the they didn't really use the setting that much it's sort of in some action sequences but really it's not like it wasn't really that prominent it could have been really any other city and it would have still worked yeah definitely it's a a missed opportunity in terms of that it's just lots of corridors and hallways and stuff like that nothing they, they have, like, one action scene in a casino, and that's about it. So that's about the rest it, of it yeah. is, yeah, the rest of it's just kind of generic hallways and um, corridors and buildings. And uh, they probably could have done it. This is all based in the daytime, which has its positives as well because you can sort of see all the action and stuff. But if they did it during the night, I think it might have actually been better because they could have used the, the lights, like when Las Vegas all lit up. But I don't know. Maybe the zombies like destroyed all of that, so maybe they couldn't. They couldn't do that anyway. But I think that that might have been cool if they they had all the the lights of Las Vegas and they're fighting zombies. Any other negatives? No, not nothing really. Spoiler. 
uh, non-spoiler worthy. Yeah. I thought it was a decent movie, though. I enjoyed it when I first watched it. Probably won't watch it again, just because, yeah, it's it's kind of long and drawn out. And then when you think back to it, it's like, why did it take so long? And you kind of can't see why. So Yeah, that's it's definitely longer than it needs to be. Like it's not terrible. Like I'll probably it's it's okay. So I'll probably still give it a, a cognitive recalibration. It's probably worth watching once, especially if you like zombie movies. I don't think it's for everyone. Um if you don't like zombie movies, it's not gonna turn you on him. It's got lots of uh Zack Snyderism, so it does. The Zack Snyder fan base will probably like it. They'll they'll probably love it. But yeah, I thought it's yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's probably actually one of his better movies. So it's better than Batman v Superman, in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's well that that has massive plot holes, and so does this. But the the plot holes in Batman v Superman are stupid, really stupid, <laughs> compared to some of the the grand breaking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they break the story, whereas this yeah. one doesn't break the story that much. Not much. It does yeah. a little bit, but it does. But it's yeah, yeah. you, you can kind of go with it, it in this one. In Batman v Superman, it's like, why is this a thing? In this, it's like, these people are just stupid, I guess. Like in, yeah, all horror movies. It, the characters are just stupid. But saying that, I saw this, uh, that you would find this funny. I saw this post on Facebook, and it was like a Zack Snyder fan page. And it had four categories. It's like masterpiece, best work. Uh, no, masterpiece. Uh, it had four categories. I can't remember what it was. One of them was masterpiece. One of them was underrated. And one of them was like his. What was the other? The, okay, I can I can only remember the two categories: masterpiece <laughs> and underrated. But there was four categories overall, and essentially the guy put Batman v Superman in the masterpiece category, and I just immediately thought it was the most stupid thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did he I had mean, if, that, and, if that is masterpiece, then there's yeah. no category for the rest of them. Like they're. Because they're all, in my opinion, they're probably all better than that. So, where, where did he put the other ones? <laughs> Watchmen was underrated, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's probably that's probably right. Man of Steel was in it. And then the other one was, uh, oh, one of them was fan favorite. And that was Zack Snyder's Justice League was fan favorite. Watchmen was underrated. Man of Steel was something. And then Batman v Superman was masterpiece. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but... Um- yeah. For me personally, I think- But they're wrong. <laughs> but they're, they're entitled to their own opinion, but it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, you could be. You could have your own opinion, and it can be wrong as well. That's fine. For me personally, I think probably Zack Snyder's Justice League is one that I enjoyed the most. That's probably the one fan I like favorite. the most. Yeah, so I guess I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Zack Snyder then. Uh, that's probably my favorite movie of his. I think Man of Steel is probably not. Too, I don't mind Man of Steel. I think it's it's not it's not a bad movie. I think Batman v Superman's his worst movie. Yeah, it's it's the movie I like the least out of his movies. It's got good parts in it. Is this a Batman v Superman review? <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've suddenly forgot what we're reviewing. But yeah, Batman v Superman has good parts, but I don't like it overall. But this is similar. It's got good parts, and but I like it overall. I think it's got more good parts than bad parts. I think that's why. So, yeah. So, overall, I think I'd, I'd still give it a cognitive recalibration, which continues our streak of cognitive recalibrations. So, um, Except for last week when Quiet Place Part 2 was just uh, We just arbitrarily gave it. <laughs> No, no, it was. <laughs> Go back and listen to the review. Yeah, so it's a. I guess it's another recommendation from us. I, I think you have to be certain 
it's not it's not for everyone. Like I I can't see everyone enjoying this because firstly you'd, you'd have to. It is quite violent, so obviously kids shouldn't be watching it. You got to like zombie movies and gore. So if you don't like that stuff, then you're not going to like it. Yeah, it's it's a certain type of demographics. But if if you're in that demographic, you'll probably enjoy it. All right, so we can jump into spoilers. So if you haven't seen Army of the Dead and you care about spoilers, you can come back to this point in this episode and listen to our spoilers. I guess we can we can start with the beginning of the movie. What happens in the beginning of the movie? Oh, the, the beginning is actually not that not that bad because they they set up that this zombie is potentially an alien, right? Like the first zombie, the the initial one, uh, because it starts in it starts in Area Fifty One, right? Or like in the outside. They're like transporting. They're like yeah. transporting the zombie from Area Fifty One. There's an accident that happens, and the zombie escapes, and then that's when zombie invasion begins. And it's it's in the outskirts of Las Vegas, so that's where it begins. They just there's a typical Zack Snyder montage introduction that's in all his movies with a song. In this one, it's a, it's uh, Viva Las, Las Vegas, the song, and they just show the zombies uh, taking over Las Vegas, and then they introduce the characters in the in the song as well. Uh, by the end of the the introduction song, it's uh, they've established that they've boarded off Las Vegas, and it's it's like a zombie city now. And then there's some survivors that are sitting on the outskirts. After that, I think they say the the government's going to drop a nuke on Las Vegas to to destroy all the zombies, right? And they're going to Trying yeah. to evacuate yeah. all of the survivors from the outskirts. It's funny. At one part, they say that Las Vegas isn't part of America anymore, and I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, who cares? Like, the government releases the area, so it's a foreign land. There's no reason for it or anything. It's just they release the area. But then they drop a nuke on it, so does that mean that it's... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back to becoming part of America now? I, I don't know. See, it's just stupid. Like, there's no reason for it at all. Oh, that's because there's another part where they they go into this area, right? And then they're like, it's a someone says it's like it's a free country or something. And then Dave Bautista is like, technically we're not even in America anymore. Or like someone yeah, says technically yeah, exactly. we're not even yeah. in America anymore. And then there's it's like, yeah. and then someone says, oh, that means you're even more free because you're not in America anymore. Maybe they did it for that line. <laughs> he wrote that line, and he's like, oh. I- I need to somehow that fit this into this movie, so let's make let's make Las Vegas not part of America anymore. This this needs to get in, but yeah. So there's there's a bit of a backstory for Dave Bautista. How he I think he has to kill his wife because she's a zombie, and his daughter is well. They, they set up this thing between him and his daughter because apparently they don't get along anymore or whatever, and that's kind of plays a part in the story a little bit. And then they they kind of slowly set up all the characters. So there's all the the people that Dave Batista recruits into his into his team. There's this. So this was the character I was talking about. There's this character that's the friend of the daughter, and she also goes into into Las Vegas to get money. I think is that why she goes in. Yeah, they like because all the money was left in Las Vegas. They want to like crack open a, one of those coin machines. Yeah, and just grab the all pokey the money. machines. Yeah, grab all the money in. Yeah. She wants to go into gamble. Yeah, she wants to play some she's poker. She's obviously addicted because she doesn't care if she dies. <laughs> yeah. She just needs, she just needs <laughs> to gamble. She needs the thrill of gambling. Yeah, so th- there's that character, and a lot of the plot moves around that character because the the daughter is initially she's not meant to go in. Okay, she's- well, a lot of the plot doesn't revolve around that character. There's there's a couple of things that happen. So I could I could. I can go through the story in like two seconds from here. Look, it's a very simple story in two minutes. Spoiler. So he makes the team to break in to get the safe. And then his daughter works as a volunteer outside and she's meant to help him get in. But then she, her friend or whatever, goes in the day before and doesn't come back out. So she wants to go in to find her. So she goes in as well. Then they all go in and they try and get to the safe. And then because the daughter, and then the daughter's meant to stay with Dave Batista, but she leaves and tries to find the friend, and then everyone dies. <laughs> that is the story. Yeah, everyone. Do- and th- there's another thing that you missed because the the guy who hires them, he didn't even want the money. Like he wanted the the head. Yeah, of- that's a side. That's a side story. He doesn't want. He doesn't send them in to get the money. He sends them in. And then he puts his own mole in there to get ahead of one of the zombies so he can create his own army, basically, with the zombies. Yeah, we, we can jump into it. But firstly, about yeah. her friend. About her friend. Because the reason I was saying the, yeah. the plot moves because of her is because everyone dies, essentially, because they're trying to save this, this her friend. Like, a lot of people die because well, they're trying to everyone, save the friend. Everyone's not trying to save the friend. She's the only one trying to save the friend. Everyone yeah, else yeah. But then, but then everyone dies else- because she goes- yeah, yeah, that's right. Everyone else dies because she yeah. goes. Because she goes, yeah. and then how many people die because of her? Because Dave Batista's Dave Batista dies. Oh well, yeah, he dies at the end. But there's people that die in between. Like there's that coyote or whatever. Like the one that takes people into 
Yeah. Into the, into I don't Vegas. know if she dies directly because of her. The three main people that died directly because of her are Dave Batista, the helicopter driver, and the the guy that does the trick shots on YouTube or whatever. The the social influencer dude that does the, the yeah. trick shots. Yeah. Does he die? Because I can't yeah. remember how he died, actually. And what about he his dies friend? dies in the casino. Like, what about the Dave Batista's friend who's, like, in front of the elevator? Does she die? Oh, she just gets taken out, doesn't she? Like, yeah. They don't even know the other chick's gone at that point. I think so, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. No, no, I yeah. think they just find out. They find out because they're both going to go down and try to get her back. Yeah, I mean, th- that character wasn't that important. Does she even, does she die at the end? Does her friend I think die? she dies at the end. <laughs> the friend dies at the end as well. So, it, yeah. was, all me- it was all meaningless in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I thought that was because they sort of have like a couple of scenes with her and her friend and, you know, yeah, okay, she's her friend, but she wasn't really worth all this trouble. In my opinion, yeah, she was not worth it because she dies anyway. In the end, everyone dies. Yeah, look uh, to spoil everything. Everyone dies except the daughter. <laughs> yeah, and one other guy, which one other guy, but he's dead anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's technically, and we'll which... get to that. The other plot point around the the guy who hired them, I think his name is Tanaka. He didn't even want the money. He wanted the head of a zombie. Yeah, which is weird that he hires people to go in to steal money when he doesn't want the money, instead of just hiring them to steal, go in and steal a zombie's head. Like, it's easier to do that than get the money because the zombie's on the edge. Because he's like, yeah, you keep half the money. So maybe they needed the incentive of getting the money, but like... But couldn't he just offer them... Yeah, he could have just offered the money, and apparently the zombie's head is worth more than the money anyway. So he could have just told them that. Or maybe he's scared that if he tells them that, they'll just run away with the zombie's head. I don't know. It still It still doesn't make sense, but yeah. But they could just run away with the money as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they could have just run away with the money. And did he need that specific zombie's head? So he just needed one of the one of the alphas' heads. So there's like different zombie species, I guess. There's like a lower tier species that are just Oh yeah, they they established like a there's like a hierarchy of zombies as well. There's like the slightly more intelligent ones. Yep. And they get bitten by the the intelligent ones get bitten directly by the um like the lead zombie guy and the other ones just get bitten by other zombies essentially because i was thinking if it's just any zombie because they see like they see zombies them them like five minutes after they go into las vegas so they could have just got any zombie's head and just left like they didn't have to do this. But the thing operation. is, the first zombie they see is the the zombie that they take the head of because she's the alpha. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the, it is She's the, the first there. zombie they see. <laughs> yeah, so they could have just, if they knew that, the operation could have been done in like twenty minutes. Like they could have just gone. Yeah, they could have been in and out, and it. Yeah, it's not even dangerous. So this is what I mean by the. It, it starts to fall apart. Like when you when you start thinking about it, there is this hierarchy of zombies, and there's this there's this guy that that they take in with them, and that like they have their whole team, and then this. Coyote lady, she's like, is it what's her name? Lily, I think it's Lily or something. Anyway, she's like, we need one more person, and there's this like sexist police officer, is he or like is like what is he? Like he's a he just works in the security camp, guard or something. Security yeah, guard. yeah. There's this guy that they set up to be like just a bad dude, and they end up having to sacrifice him, and he gets bitten by the alpha. Well, you find out he gets bitten by the alpha, and he becomes one of the alpha 
zombies and they set up a little bit of there's like a little bit of tension between him and Dave Batista's daughter as well. The other the other plot point, so okay, so what happens is everyone dies, essentially. Uh, Dave Batista gets bitten by the zombie as well, and then his daughter has to kill him, right? Yeah, so his daughter his daughter has to kill him. She's the only she's the lone survivor of the operation. She's probably one of the reasons why the operation failed as well. There's this other guy, uh, he's like the safe opening guy it's like specializing in opening the safe and when they introduce this guy they're like oh why'd you bring the kid i'm like this guy looks like he's 40 years old how's this guy a yeah. kid <laughs> he's not a kid yeah yeah in no way is he a kid like, yeah. he like he he doesn't even look like a kid. he doesn't even look young like he's he has a bit of an arc i guess with this other guy guy that um dave batista knows so there's a lone survivor there's two survivors of this operation so one is the daughter and one is this other dude yeah so he's about to get the alpha wants to kill them and they're in the safe and the the safe cracking guy closes the safe on the other dude so that the alpha can't kill him essentially but then they nuke they nuke las vegas after that and he somehow gets out of the safe so Two things here. So he gets out of the safe. So either the safe got blown open and he got out of it, which means it would have killed him, or he opened the safe and then he got out of it where there's nuclear fallout, which would have killed him. So either way, he should be dead. He should have there's died no way radioactive waste, right? It should have been yes. poisoned from that. Yeah. But if you think about it, if he's in a safe and the safe is closed and then it breaks open, the explosion to break it open would have killed him. <laughs> Well, it should have. So I, I, I don't know how he survived it. And this is the second week in a row and we're he talking just, about people going into safes in a post-apocalyptic yeah. world. <laughs> and he, um, yeah, he gets out of the safe and he, he takes all the money up with him as well. It's like, how did you do this, man? It's like, it's like yeah. eight bags of cash. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like, and then he <laughs> goes to like an airport or something, and he just buys a private plane with cash. Yep, and then goes to Mexico. Goes yeah, he goes to Mexico, but then you find out that he's been bitten by the alpha zombie. But for some reason, it's taking him a lot longer to turn into a zombie. Because at the start of the movie, someone gets bitten and they turn like almost immediately, like three seconds afterwards. Yeah. Like in like thirty seconds, they're zombies. But this guy's it's like a couple of days. It looks like because <laughs> he has to walk across all of Vegas and then drive to an airport and then get on a plane. So. Even um, Dave Batista, when he gets bit, it's like it's longer, but it's like maybe twenty minutes. So anyway, this they've sort of set it up that this guy is going to become a zombie unless he just kills himself, which because he still has consciousness. So if he was smart, he would do that. And he has a gun as well, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure he has a gun, so he could he could just do it. But maybe he doesn't have time, and he, the next movie is going to be in Mexico. Mexico get gets taken over by zombies. There's a lot of stuff that just yeah really falls apart when when you think about it, but yeah like overall the the action was not bad. I thought the the action sequences were pretty good. They they also set up like there's this tiger. There's like this zombie tiger as well, and um, there's like a zombie horse as well at one stage. So there's yeah there's like zombie animals too. I I did like the the hierarchy of the zombies. Like that was pretty interesting. How they have like a like a king and I guess a queen as well and. There was like a zombie baby as well, I think, at one stage. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but it just pisses me off because uh, there's so many stupid things in it that don't yeah. make sense. 
Yeah. <laughs> like in its own continuity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's like robot zombies, which might come up later. I don't know if you realize this. He shoots, like, there's one point where he shoots a zombie and there's like a robot eye. It's not explained at all in the movie. Oh, there's there's another part you, when when this guy that escapes and the, the German safe opener dude, they're fighting or they're, they're in the process of fighting the, the king zombie. And the, this, king, this king zombie wears like a, a helmet. Like, it's like a face mask type thing made out of steel or whatever, so you can't shoot him in the head. But then, um, so they try shooting him in the head, and they're like, he's got his helmet on, so it doesn't work. And then they start fighting him, and he takes off his helmet. Like, they start fighting him hand to hand, and he takes off his helmet. I'm like, you could have just shot him in the head then. Like, why why are you going hand to hand with him when you could just shoot him in the head now? (laughs) They ran out of bullets. (laughs) There's just, yeah, stupid stuff like that. Oh, and th- and then there's one point where they bring the the new king of Las Vegas forward like 24 hours or something as well. They're like, oh, we just decided to bring it forward. We're just going to do it 24 hours early instead, <laughs> which I thought was okay. The main things that pissed me off is how the guy got out of the safe and why it took him so long to get turned and also why the chick is so stupid. Also, they tell they tell the daughter that they're moving the new cup three hours uh they're moving the nuke up 24 hours so it's going to get nuked in three hours and then after they tell her that she goes off to go save her to go save her friend so what's the what's the plan from there like if she goes and saves her friend she, there's not enough because it's like 45 minutes at that, that point there's not enough time to go back and find the helicopter and there's not enough time to run out of las vegas so like what's the plan there is she just gonna die <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. Oh, but I guess you could just put it down to they're, they're just stupid. All right. So in terms of next steps, there is a animated series that's in development. So it's an anime-style series that will be based on this story. So it's Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, and it will center around some of the characters from Army of the Dead during the early phases of the zombie outbreak. So that's uh, already in development. And then there's also a prequel that's in development called Army of Thieves, and it's going to be directed by the guy who acted as the safe open guy. Yeah. And apparently the filming for that already wrapped in December, so that should be coming out soon, also on Netflix. In terms of trivia, so Dave Batista turned down an offer to appear in DC Comics' The Suicide Squad in order to work on this film. Oh, yeah, cool. Yep, yep. A live tiger carefully decorated in makeup was used in some of the shots of the zombie tiger. Uh, with a trainer present at all times. As for the computer-generated model, the reference was one of Carol Baskin's tigers from the iconic Netflix documentary series Tiger King. And apparently one of the characters has a Omega symbol on on his bicep or something, which is like a reference to Darkseid. Oh, okay, yep, yep. Always bring you back to Justice League. And uh, this is a second film from Zack Snyder in which Michael Cassidy's character is killed off in the intro. Uh, Cassidy played Talon, or Jimmy Olsen in Batman vs Superman. Apparently, there's also a reference to Die Hard when they unlock the safe and the classical music plays. It's a bit of trivia on the on the movie, but overall, yeah, it's a it's not a great movie, but it's a it's an okay. It's time. decent. Is there anything else we want to say? No, that's it for me. That's Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. I was going to say Zack Snyder's mm. Justice League. Uh, that's Zack Snyder's <laughs> Army of the Dead. I guess uh, if if people have any thoughts. 
if they want to express their thoughts to us on Army of the Dead, how do they go about it? So we've got uh, we're on all platforms at Cognitive Recalibration, and you can always email email us at uh, Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, and if you want to support the podcast, you can do so via Buy Me a Coffee, where you can give us a one-off donation, which we'll use to further develop it. And further to that, if you can give us a review on iTunes, that makes us more discoverable on search engines. So if someone were to search Army of the Dead review, we'd be one of the first options that comes up. Next week, we were actually going to do Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. But based on our situation here, we're not quite sure if we'll be able to watch that next week uh it's meant to be releasing in cinemas but we're currently in lockdown so we may not be able to watch it if we don't do that next week we'll be reviewing cruella which we're going to do anyway but that will be the episode next week which is the disney plus premiere access so we that was also meant to be releasing in cinemas but because we can't actually go to cinemas now we're going to use the premiere access yeah I guess that brings us to the end of another episode. So thanks again for all your support. I hope you're all staying safe and we'll see you in the next one. Catch you guys in the next one. See ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.